don't know. <laughs> Can we not make <laughs> jokes? Uh, it's kind of <laughs> cringe. I think my only my only issue was that they were they were starting to stack. <laughs> it's like we're starting to see a pattern of the, of the it, humor that you like. I brought, up the, I brought it up because I thought it was like a little cringy to think about now. I'm like, oh, more. I know. It's like, I literally the ticker I, about the I, murdering guy. With. I sent one to my stepmom and she watched uh, not just that one. She watched all three and said they were hilarious because they were... Uh, they're relatable. Uh, mentally incapacitated. No, they're, ah, they're, it's they're, so funny. Murder. They're, they're relatable. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, man. oh, something in this usable. I guess. Oh, good luck, whoever's headed in this one. <laughs> How you guys doing? It's a day. Today's a day. Today is a day. How sad I'm here. I'm happy that I'm <laughs> alive. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm glad I'm here. How about you? How about you, listener? How you, are you doing? Special. Let us know in the you comments. Okay? Special yeah. individual. We want to know if you're okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, I don't know, just go like just this is playing in the background. Something terrible is going on. They're just like, oh, it's awful. It's so awful. No. <laughs> yeah, tell, Anarchy. Well, I mean, I usually tell listen to podcast story here at Triflix, where we do video production and stuff. We can help you with your problems. Yeah, if you've been through something traumatic, we'd love to put it on video and then share it with the world. <laughs> Make yeah. it dramatized. We're good yeah. at making videos. We're not great at public speaking. All right, we're just here for, for a good time, not a long time. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Just, we're just, not inspirational speakers. Speakers by speechers. any means. You come back. Speechers. You hey. come back every week, man. You come hang out with us because we just like to chill. Yeah. And, and talk about whatever mm. every other week. Welcome to the team cast. It's just the three of us today. What three are, of us being Cole. Cole, my, Cole is myself. That's Hi, Cole. Cole. Hey, Cole. Who's that talking? I'm David. Hi, David. I do stuff. It's nice to meet you. Hi. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Sir, we're going to need you to speak up. My name's Tristan, and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, this podcast is doing weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what if no, you've made it man. this far in the episode i commend you and i appreciate you being here there's there's much more substance to be had just hang yeah. in tight okay this is our, it's coming our best up. episode and if you don't believe it that's fine yeah <laughs> you don't have to believe in us <laughs> believe there's a, it there's a reason believe in us please so last time we were all here we were talking about <laughs> making our podcast just reading directly off the script <laughs> i'm just trying to get something on the rails here i love no, it David, I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. Here we go. I'm sorry to critique your uh offerings to the podcast please continue <laughs> please, please well, continue. let's talk about that for a bit okay oh really yeah <laughs> yeah let's do that okay, everybody I, I would say everybody has a fair bit of like self-criticism and what they do do, oh, I love it. So we we are jumping to the segue. I don't not know. the one you were talking about. I just tried to have a podcast <laughs> no, and no. to keep having a meta conversation <laughs> in the podcast. Let's, the let's podcast. do it. It would have been. It could have flowed great, but then you just had to. But I, I didn't know. Go what, ahead. So, so we're going to have a conversation now, Tristan. It's going to be me. It's going to be you. Uh, and then Cole might say something too, no. and that's just how it's going to work. Okay, I'm cutting you off, David. Um, give us some context as to uh, what you're talking about with yeah. with the whole 
self-confidence, you know. So, <laughs> well, as creators in general, we can like pull it back just a little bit. I think everybody has self-criticism in what they do. And For I sure. think we should maybe talk about that too as well. Yeah. But the, the main uh, topic <laughs> that we kind of just referenced is uh, I also have a lot of self-criticism, but it's all up in my head. I don't really talk about it with everybody because uh, I realize it's kind of stupid self-criticism. And I think that's a, a fair assessment. A lot of what we think about ourselves is kind of BS and we need to learn to suppress that in some way and like just be happy with who we are. And like if there's real things to be addressed, you address them. Um, and sometimes you just let it get to your head, though. And one time that happened. But you never <laughs> will see it. Maybe we'll have a clip of it. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Where's Maybe. The... It's in the vault, so. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we was, it, a... was it on the tail end of the other podcast? Or it was you... the abandoned yeah. podcast. Yeah. That nobody will know about. Yeah. Except for right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, we had an abandoned podcast. That's all we're going to say. We, we, shot a, we shot a podcast and uh, mm -hmm. for a couple different reasons. Um all on our side we decided to mm -hmm. scrap it and redo it um yep. which we all felt was a good decision we came yeah, to that yeah. consensus it was bad yeah it was, it was pretty bad and it, everybody was off their game that's all there was to it yeah everybody's got <sighs> off nights off days unlike yeah. today everybody's yeah. on it today this is a different type of <laughs> we're on something else we weren't <laughs> that podcast we weren't off the rails we just we didn't even know there were rails yeah the rails did not exist they were gone yeah. So and we had we had a little mishap towards yeah. the end, and uh, it's mainly with me. But I we all trying, learned something. Yeah, we all learned things. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> sometimes. No, we did. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's still an evolving mm -hmm. um, dynamic between the three of us. Yeah, and I think that'll always be the case. You guys, um, David and Tristan, you guys have known each other longer than I've known you, mm. and uh, you know that goes both ways, right? So I think everybody's still. Even a couple of years into this, we're still getting to know each other and learning yeah. some of the ins and outs of dealing with each other. And Tristan and I um, have issues sometimes being sensitive towards others. <laughs> because we were never hugged as children. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the, the work dynamic, I think, is like we're all kind of like brothers. And yeah, like if for you're, sure. When you're, you're brothers in that type of sense, you like to give each other crap a lot. And that's fine. Um, the, the issue was I was already internally giving myself a lot of crap and um, I was just falling into a horrible mood for no reason whatsoever. But it was all inside, so nobody knew. And then, like, I, <laughs> there was some <laughs> flack thrown my way. I was like, oh, all of the horrible things I was thinking is true. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm a sucky person. <laughs> and so I just, <laughs> I just shut down. That's kind of my... My normal reaction is like, I don't want to lash out at anybody. I'm just going to shut down and just not let any of it out because I don't want to be bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. And, um, and I noticed it was yeah. like we were getting towards the end and mm -hmm. uh, we were getting zero input. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you've listened to any of our podcasts, that is not the way it goes. Yeah. David, not at all. And so it was like, okay. Yeah, I feel like Tristan Conan O'Brien and Andy just sits there and stares the whole time. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So <laughs> Andy Richter just really depressed off to the side. <laughs> just nothing, nothing. Yeah. So, so I don't we addressed know what's going it after on that the fact. day, but we all we all talked it out because yeah. I learned how to handle things 
at least how I handle things. Like if I know something's wrong and I can't handle it, I kind of just shut down and then I just take time to process it. And then it took like 30 minutes afterwards to process and I was able to communicate how I felt and then eventually come to a normal rational conclusion where nothing bad happened, which is a good good, good case scenario. I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I said we all yeah. kind of learned something about each right. other. Like Tristan's just plain oblivious. I <laughs> caught on to it halfway through. I just, <laughs> I just wasn't worried about it because I don't assume what others think. And if he has a problem, he'll talk to me about it. And if like it, not him, but just in general, if somebody has a problem with me, they'll talk to me about it. And if yeah. not, then it must not have been that serious. Well, I just thought it was funny when we went to talk about it and you're like, huh? <laughs> there was a the problem? Heck? Well, to me, it's more of just like, Mm-hmm. understanding why it bothers somebody else because like yeah. things that bother other people aren't oh, the same yeah. things that bother me so it's like i don't understand why you're upset yeah, yeah. or yeah. like why you like in your case mm-hmm. it was like about self-doubt so it's like i mean i have everybody has self-doubt but it's like yeah. i don't think i've ever had it in that same way where it's like oh i can relate to this so i understand sure i mean you can have empathy with things you don't understand but it's like you have to explain it to me a little bit for me to grasp what, yeah. what i'm trying to get and I didn't make it like visibly clear like during when it happened what Stop what or how or why anything happened. It's just yeah, right. at one point I just went <laughs> boop. You're like, hey, you listen here. I don't like that one bit. And like as we have a guest in here and he's yeah. just like like just oh. chilling in the corner. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there wasn't anything where I could say like, hey, I didn't like that. It was nothing that anybody did. It right. was just like I internally was like, ah. Uh, uh, I am trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't think so, but yeah. Well, I mean, that was why it was nice to have the conversation because we could yeah. all kind of be like, okay, look, like you're not trash, okay, mm-hmm. and and be there for each other. Although my first reaction was screw you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Screw you. Why do you feel bad? I saw it in your eyes, and then you went dad mode. Yeah, you're like I have kids, and I I have to help them mature. <laughs> I shut it down. I knew what was going on. I was like, yeah, yeah, mature conversation time. It, well, we yeah, did. it always should be that way. It's just sometimes it's not the first reaction. Yeah, sometimes you just want to throw your employees out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I need a new employee. If you don't want to be on the podcast, then don't be on the podcast. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's like, well, if you don't like, if you don't like me as a dad, I don't have to be I mean, your you dad. You get a new dad. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, I guess technically. Yeah. And, um, You're not my dad. Most of those. <laughs> Most of those doubts I was having were like from a creative point of view. It was like I want to, I, I want to be creative, and I always kind of felt like I, I lack in that area. Area from there's no reason for me to think that. It's just my own self doubt. But I think every creator has that kind of sense of imposter, imposter syndrome, where it's like I don't know if I'm ever, like I don't think I'm a real artist or I'm ever really creating something creative. So do you guys ever? Have you ever had moments like that, like in the office or making things creatively? I was just, I, I from my side of it, I definitely had that recently because, and, and we'll be candid, um, we won't name names, but we lost a client recently. Mm. And that was, that was one of those things. And I, Tristan knew how I was feeling about it, but I definitely right off the bat, I'm like, oh, and uh, we're failures. 
Yeah. This company's never going to get off the ground. This is it. You know, this is the end. <laughs> Maybe we're not as good as I thought. Because my first thought usually is I'm I'm awesome. <laughs> I envy you. <laughs> then, then there's eventually those days where I'm kind of like, oh, uh, never mind. Because, yeah. you know, it, it creeps in yeah. no matter what. But it was like moments like that where we were riding a high mm. and all of a sudden it just kind of hit. And that one, that one hurt a lot. And it, yeah. it definitely gave me a good amount of like self-doubt uh, mm-hmm. towards, towards the business and stuff, which is a big deal for, mm-hmm. for me. And I think for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do get it sometimes. Like in that case, it bummed me out because it's not that I thought we weren't, you know, qualified or anything or our work wasn't good. Like, it's like, oh, maybe I overestimate our abilities. I don't think that was yeah. how I mm. took it at all. It's just, it frustrates me. Or, I mean, it's like a creative person thing, but like, I feel like it frustrates creatives in general whenever you make something that you're proud of and then yeah. people don't get it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like, I know this is good technically, or just maybe like an art perspective or something. Somebody just doesn't like it. It's like, you know, that happens in art all the time. Like there's a reason yeah. people like go f- from all over the world to, to the Louvre and uh, to these museums. And they look at like these beautiful art pieces. And it's like, not everybody does that. People yeah. with the money still choose not to do that. And it's just because like, it wasn't, it's not for them. Yeah, I get yeah. it. So to me, it's frustrating whenever you work on something really hard and like, it's not received, like you love it and other people don't. And it's like, I don't think it's bad. I, yeah. I really like the piece and it just frustrates me whenever other people don't appreciate it as much. So yeah. maybe that's a still some type of imposter syndrome. Cause it's like, I, f- I feel like there's just like a disconnect between like, I am not successful in a way that I would like to be. And that's frustrating. Hmm. But I get that. That's a nice way to look at it though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's not me that's wrong it's you you're all world's <laughs> wrong i mean if there's critique if there's criticism i'll take it and like hey can we apply this and make it better but yeah. um but sometimes the criticism isn't valid like uh yeah. you know maybe maybe somebody doesn't know more than you sometimes I, they do i was um sure. speaking of like artistic um intent and like things like that with expectations. There's a, such a thing as a evil feedback or evil data. And yeah. I just watched a video about it where it was in video video game area. <laughs> the dislike button. <laughs> yes, it's a dislike it's button. It's evil YouTube. data. We love you, YouTube, for removing the dislike button. No, it I was, can't find any dang tutorials. <laughs> people were designing a game, and it was um, like two different... Uh, sides it was like I don't know like the Nazis versus the allies and they on both sides they have this gun um, and they were like the visual equivalents of what they had at the time but in the game code the guns were identical for like how much damage they did to players and how like good they were to use but they had different sound effects and people thought that the ally weapon was better it was like the Thompson because it sounded more punchy and uh, like more, more different sound effects were happening. Whereas like the Nazi version, it sounded really quiet and worse. And so they thought that the Thompson was better, and they were actually playing better with that gun because they were more confident in what they were, 
were shooting with. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so they were trying, being more aggressive with it and being, like, their whole play style is being changed, even though internally both of them were identical aside from sound effects, which I thought was interesting because a lot of artistic direction can play a role in how people just play a game or interpret the art. Yeah, that's just a preconceived notion and... Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, especially with, like, movies and everything, stuff can be, like, similar, but just one little thing you can tweak, and that can just make all the difference for the viewer and how they interpret how hmm. things are being presented right. to them. Oh, we know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that was, like, going back to the point that I was just making on, like, art being uh, subjective. subjective and not yeah. well-received, and it's, like, when you're in those positions is something we're working through right now is like you can either just keep putting it out and maybe mm-hmm. it's like a lottery system maybe it'll eventually click but like yeah if you want to find something mm-hmm. a little bit quicker in terms of success and however you define that maybe you have to start changing it up yeah and that's something we've been talking about internally of like how can we uh cater towards the demographic uh of people that want to watch like the creative things that we do not the client work but like the actual pieces that we enjoy making um, for for fun. And it's like, what is it that people want to see? And you look at analytics on videos that you make and thumbnails yeah. and all the data and the SEO and what are people searching? What are the trends? And it's like, all right, well, people like this and we prefer Ooh. to do this. And they're two separate things. And it's like, well, how can we compromise? Because it's a, it's a relationship of mutual benefit. They get something out of watching the video and we get... Uh, risen up in, in algorithm searches and it helps us stand out a little more, helps us uh, work on marketing. So yeah. it's like, how can we compromise and find a balance between what we want to do and what people want to watch? And I feel like that's, um, going off your point, I feel like that's just mm. trying to understand the art of the viewer yeah. and what it is that they want mm-hmm. out of a out of their experience you know yeah. everybody has a different expectation and uh the reason why they called that evil data was like the, the players were saying hey this gun is better than this other gun mm-hmm. and then they looked at the actual data where it's like oh players are doing better with this gun so mm-hmm. the natural conclusion is make the other gun stronger even though it was just the sound effects yeah. that were changing it so like even when you have data that like is confirming itself, people say this is bad, and then they look at the data. It's like, oh yeah, they are doing worse with X versus Y. Sometimes the natural conclusion is to do the wrong thing to try to fix the situation, where it was like artistically, you were just doing something that made people behave differently. Yeah, which is crazy to think about, like how data can actually actively work against you if you are just only looking at that with like blinders on yeah. right. it's like maybe there's a completely different solution to this problem because that isn't even a problem yeah yeah uh i mean that's i think definitely the case i mean your your thoughts drive your emotions and your emotions drive habits mm-hmm. so if i mean in, in cinema you'll see this a lot with like music where they play certain scores and things like that yeah. and then yeah. play to your emotion you can completely change the music and the scenes identical and it'll change how you feel as you're experiencing it right um so i mean that's just another example of like how can we not manipulate <laughs> but like how can we invoke an emotion in somebody and and get the response that we would hope for yeah and mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, shoot, good data, bad data, I guess. Yeah. All the way down to the colors of the thumbnails, right? Yeah, I was going to say thumbnails. That's a huge it's thing. Huge. Like, people do, they change titles or videos, like, constantly for, like, the first week. They change the, the thumbnail, like, two or three times just to see what works best. Because, like, people just don't know. They're yeah. like, maybe this one will do better. Maybe this one will do better. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because, like, there's, there's those issues where you just can't account for, like, how people are going to react yeah. Like Vitalian. Dude, it wasn't the <laughs> viewers wrong. Yeah. Vitalian was beautiful. We should have picked different music. Mm-hmm. Would have been would have fixed everything. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh man. Uh so Vitalian BTS is out. Go watch it. Yeah, Vitalian yes. BTS. I really liked it. I don't know. You guys probably haven't watched it in a while. I watch it every once in a while just because mm-hmm. it, it came out what last week? Two weeks ago? Uh last week. Yeah, it was last week. Last week. Yep. Um No, it's good. Yeah, yep. we had uh, Andrew on the podcast last week, who was the guy operating the camera for the BTS. That also come came out, out at last some week. random time you won't know about. Uh, the BTS, uh, yeah, Andrew's podcast. Oh, they're that's both true. Out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Didn't yeah. they come out last week? Yeah, they're both out. I watched part of it, oh. but I, I see the problem is we watch videos and I'm like, wait, was that, oh, yeah. a, was that a review pass or was that yeah. at my house? No, I get it. <laughs> We work. We we all work in conjunction. I mean, essentially, yeah. David takes the beginning of everything. He produces it here live, takes the podcast, adds intros and outros to it, throws on the server, and then I make all the graphics and things and distribute it. So mm-hmm. it, the funny thing is, is it just it kind of I get it. But the yeah. <laughs> Vitalian BTS Andrew Teo podcast came out good to go. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, came out last week. Go check them out. So that is that's something that I've like wanted to talk about for a while. Is like structures and schedules and maybe we'll go more detail on it because i'm a nerd and that stuff's fun to me yeah but we've uh, talked a lot about organization and yeah. how we're mm-hmm. structuring the company yeah. i think this is key to that yeah um i mean we can't we can't be productive without a little bit of that uh playing right. some involvement but um we figured that one out uh yeah we had to <laughs> right so on youtube you get recommendations from videos even videos that you upload so sometimes if you're like logged in on your account it'll like pop up videos that you uploaded years ago and i saw one come up recently maybe a couple days ago two three days ago and it was from two or three years ago it was before cole um i don't even it was you were in the video and it's a a video where i uh when i say you i was referring to david for audio listeners david's in the video (laughs) we pointed at him uh and it was a video where I'm down in my basement and I hadn't been able to upload anything in a long time because I trying to do everything by myself. David was helping out with client work, but we just didn't have the time to make fun stuff anymore. And in the video, I was like, why, why is this about, why is YouTube and cinema in general? Why is everything about sequels? Why is everything about branding and marketing? Like what happened to just like going out and grabbing a camera with your friend when you're in high school or middle school or whatever, and just making dumb content and talking about how I wanted to get back to doing that. And for a long time, we weren't even able to. Like I put that video out in like a one year spurt of still not being able to do it. So two, three years go by. And last week was the first week where we're actually able to make progress of that, of like, we put together a dumb little video. One of our our good friends that we've, you know, you've been friends with since childhood. I've been Mm -hmm. friends with, uh for a lot of like my adult life of like maturing living out on my own and uh he's just a really good guy and he was able to be a part of that and it was really cool too because he was a part of that process 
three or four years ago when we were making the short films in the basement, like just a bunch of goofballs making these BTSs. And it's like, to me, that is like our biggest accomplishment of, of last year. I mean, we merged a business and everything, but like, to me, the creative freedom of like, we're finally where I, we're finally moving in a direction that I want the company to go in. And like, we've, we've been profitable. We've been doing good on our own, like David and I, and back Mm -hmm. when we had Ben, um, a couple of interns in and out. And then with, uh, with Cole, he was doing great before. And it's like, we merge and we're, we're making more money now and all this, but it's like outside of making money, what are we really doing? Right. It's like, we're making, we're making art. We're making fun projects. We're making short films. We're making all types of things that I've wanted to for a long time. And that we just had the discussion recently about, uh, we sent out a mass email to everybody right before new year's, uh, new year's Eve. Um, just to touch base with our client base, you know, Mm -hmm. we've, we have a database I can pull from and we can put everything together. We use, uh, you know, uh, whatever the program is to do our email campaigning doesn't matter. Um, and we kind of debated a little bit about adding our YouTube channels as links on the email. <laughs> I still it, can't believe I approved that. Like, it's blurring I suggested the line. it, and I was like, why did I do that? But we were blurring the line at the, between what we do creatively on our own, uh, not on our own time, I mean, it's company time, but what we do on that time yeah. and, and what we do for our clients. And at first you green-lighted it, and I was not about it, but I did it because I was yeah. like, you know what, maybe he has a point. And then eventually we flip-flopped and I was good with it. And you were like, why did I approve yeah. that? <laughs> but I still stand at the, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, those are our, those are our real like day-to-day personality. Like there's not, I mean, if there's anything fabricated, there might be 10% of a video that's, that might be somewhat fabricated, but like for the most part, yeah, it's us. I mean, that's just who we are. And so I th- got to thinking about it later. I'm like, well, what's the problem with that? You know what I mean? If we, if we lost a client because somebody was like, you, you guys are (laughs) the Mm. stuff that you do in your own time is goofy, but like, yeah, I mean, the stuff that we're doing is, is cool and fun and, and it's, it's what we wanted in the long run anyways. And and they help Mm. enable that. And I wanted to show them that and show that we're thankful. So, and that's why we put our Christmas video together so we could say thank you to our clients and, appreciate your help and uh tristan was in his usual form <laughs> yes yes all all gas a little break so i don't i don't think it's a bad thing i don't know? think so and it's funny you talk about mm. the fabrication of it. it's like these behind the scenes like one thing that uh i, don't, I think I, I said it in the podcast oh uh, for 48 hour the previous uh the previous year where we're talking about like what we wanted to learn and take Mm -hmm. away from it. And it was like, I want to get better at like the storytelling and the world building. And for me, the behind the scenes is like a weekly practice for me of like, how can I take this boring day and turn (laughs) or, or like uneventful day and doesn't necessarily boring. It's just, it's less eventful than you would expect. And can we turn this into a story or a narrative that people are like, Oh, this is relatable. This is understandable. Mm -hmm. And going back to like, we didn't have time to do this when it was just me and David. Like yeah. we, we, maybe one of us could run a camera, but it's like, we can't shoot, edit, put these out regularly. Yeah. And then, uh, Spence, not Spencer comes along. We got good, good old Daniel. Good old not Spencer. Real not Spencer comes <laughs> along. And then he's able to start, uh, telling stories and he shows us some of his example work and he's interning and 
you, we get to see a, a glimpse of what somebody with a good eye for storytelling can do. And it's yep. not, he's not perfect at it. Like he's still figuring it out, but yeah. Well, to, none of us were when we were starting. Out. Exactly. No. No. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, he didn't come in with previous experience, but I, he, some people have a talent where they just have an eye for art, whether that's like painting mm-hmm. and like they'll fall in this and you're like, wow, you just picked up a pencil and you made that. And they're like, yeah, I don't practice. I, that's just what I, I, I get bored sometimes. And it's like, um, the examples of what he sent was like that same equivalent of like talent for, Hey, I just went on a trip and I put together a little story and it's like, most people can't edit, <laughs> you know, I can shoot with my phone. And so it's like, he showed that he could have a little bit of capability there. And then he was able to put a little bit of a story together. And it's like, all right, that glimpse of like, I see what his potential is. And it's like, let's bring him in and, and help hone in those skills. So now he's able to like roughly put together a story of like mm-hmm. these uneventful days. And it's like, all right, I can start to see this picture and I don't get the, um, what is it called? Paralysis, the option paralysis or whatever. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just, it's uh, yeah. Where you just get kind of stuck in that, in that groove of just trying to yeah. put something together and you can't even right. think about what it is. And, yeah. and I get that. I've yeah, you get overwhelmed at, about all these different ideas. I've looked at many a graphic and gone, uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's just, there's so many options and sometimes rules are a good thing whenever, like as an artist, cause it's like, it helps give you parameters to work in. So it's like, there's this story and you could give it a hundred thousand different stories. And like, he puts it in a direction that narrows it down to like, if you have like a pie graph or whatever, instead of being an entire circle of options, he narrows it down to like 20%. So then I can go in and then finally tune and like spend four to eight hours just focusing on how can I like make this a really good story as opposed to like put the old bing bong stamp on it. Yeah. All the meme, (laughs) the the meme pass. That's a new thing. We got a meme pass it. Oh my um, gosh. So he's uh, he's been a great asset to helping <laughs> oh helping gosh. me get closer to where I wanted as the creative director with the company to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the result of that is the the last the BTS that's coming out this week, and that is the uh, is it, I don't know is that this this week? I would, when this when this episode comes yeah. out. The, so um, while you're listening to this already, the, the past couple of days, the uh, the renovating of our podcast studio video is mm-hmm. out. Um, so if you haven't watched it, go check that out because it will help with context with what we're talking about today. Um, but yes, it is out currently. Okay. I get really confused on the, the release. I, I know when my BTS come out. Just ask me before. I'm not <laughs> sure when the podcasts are coming out. Well, I was. <laughs> so we we just uh we just reviewed it so it'll be going out tomorrow pending we can re-export it because we just had it's already out the nightmare of an issue let's talk about the nightmare what happened david explain it to me like i'm five just really really fast the very it comes out it came out on wednesday this podcast is you got released on a friday it's already out so just go go just understand it's out well maybe there's a link in the description by the time if we are troubleshooting some things we want it to be out already oh, it's out. it'll be out we'll fix it it's a i'm freaking fix. out <laughs> you were just telling us you weren't freaking out before we started anyway uh which one do you want to talk about the one that we fixed already or this current one that we need to fix the current one we need to fix our issue right. with uh, maybe some files getting jumbled up. Yeah. So we have a file server is primarily for archiving our projects. Once we are done with them, we need Beautiful. a place to throw them there 
and just get them off our computers so we can work on current projects. <laughs> yeah, then we don't have to have, you know, 12 terabyte machines to yeah. hold all the data. So Yeah, so instead of every single computer having, like, an, a huge amount of storage, we just have the archive server. Um, well, it's supposed to be an archive server, which is the issue. <laughs> um, whereas we can technically open up a Final Cut project from the server while you're at the office and work on it. Um, and 90% of the time that works fine, uh, except for the fact that it's, um, it wasn't really designed for like high speed video editing. And so there's some strange glitches that happen, especially with Final Cut, because Final Cut is like always constantly saving your work, uh, which is great compared to like Premiere or like Photoshop, where if your program crashes in the middle of you working on something, you just lose your data in Final Cut it likely auto-saved like five seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, that causes an issue with the file server where it gets confused and it thinks that Final Cut is constantly deleting and making new files. Uh, and so sometimes half the project will disappear into the trash bin. <laughs> um, Which is scary. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I need to maybe find a way uh, to make that work, but... For every single other use case, aside from Final Cut uh, working off of the server, it's been great because we worked out all the kinks. Um, so right now we have half of a broken project where one of the timelines for this video, uh, for the meme edit or the, whatever you call <laughs> the it. Pass. So yeah, it you have a color pass and all that. You have a meme pass. Uh, because Final Cut was trying to autosave and either... The server or something just wasn't happy. Yeah. And it thought, it was like, oh, Final Cut deleted all this stuff. It's in the trash bin. And it does that over and over and over as you have it open. And so now it just has like a strange broken project in the <laughs> trash bin, too. Yeah. So I'm just glad it exists. Yes. I think I might know what caused it what? as you were describing it. Oh, so man. What'd you when do? You work off of like <laughs> we work off of external drives, like a little, little, little drive and it's got the little video project on it. You plug it in your computer and we work off that. And whenever we're done, we move it to the server like David was describing. Mm -hmm. Well, when you open Final Cut, the software we edit everything in, you can't close Final Cut while, like, or you can't eject the drive while Final Cut's running. Right. Well, I was ejecting drives, and then I think I went to shut down something, and it said, are you sure you want to cancel tasks in the background? And I force canceled them in the background, and I thought oh. I was working off the SSDs. But after what you described of, like, the file, if it's on the server, it writes and deletes and writes and deletes, and the server just starts throwing stuff in the trash. I wonder if that may have had an <laughs> impact where it was like in the middle of moving stuff to the trash, and I was like, eh, cancel, and it doesn't bring <laughs> it back from the trash. It just leaves it there and then never created the new data that it was attempting to. Yeah, so Final Cut got interrupted in what it was right. doing, yeah. and so now it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you do force a program to stop what it's doing, <laughs> like just kill it uh yeah that'll break stuff if it's trying to do something important well yeah. like save, not like save always <laughs> but it most can. of the time you yeah. don't safely eject your drives either i do you do now when i met I you didn't you were understand a, you were a you heathen were them out. you were you were a heathen <laughs> okay i had been a windows user i turned 30 this year i'd been a windows user well, for at least thank you at least 20 years. Yeah. Okay. 
and I have just always before that he used Xerox. Yeah, <laughs> IBM. Um, <laughs> I just unplug a drive i'd never had an issue never had a corrupted drive never had any problems and then you know i switched to mac and it's like everything's all sensitive like oh you must eject this drive so it doesn't get corrupted yeah and so i had to learn a whole new thing it's like you have to hit the button before you can pull a drive out which is annoying but it's in uh, windows too but it's super hidden it's very jank they like yeah, hide it in you the don't bottom need right to do corner it. well 90 percent of the time with windows you don't need to do it i mean 90 percent of the time you don't have to uh Apple either. I think Final Cut's kind of a rarity. I don't know. It gets mad every single time yeah. I had tried previously. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. To unplug anything. Okay. I mean, it even gets a little funky with me. Like, if I take my laptop home and I switch networks, and mm-hmm. then it's like, it's like ah, the server didn't get ejected, and that's just a network yeah. drive. Well, yeah, it's just... I get it. It's Mac OS is meant to be easy to use and like prevent the user from doing something horrible. And uh, Windows is just like, I don't <laughs> give a crap what you're doing. Good yeah. luck. It's like, yeah. you want to delete everything? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> delete System 32. I don't give a crap. Bye. Apple's Bye. like, hey, we made a foolproof Ow. software. And, and then I come along. I'm like, try me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yes. Dude, Are you really sure? Yes. I see a gray button and a blue button. I just click the blue button i'm like yeah we'll figure it out later uh, yeah and that's why i'm not in charge of it yep yeah that's true yep that's a good thing so yeah that video is what video? out it's the, gotta be uh, out the <laughs> we have uh, no other podcast you might only yeah. have like half of it but it's out uh, <laughs> oh but the saving grace for that video is also final cut constantly makes backups of the final pro- of the final cut project that has everything but like the source files for your videos so it's not like consuming your entire hard drive so you can just take that back up throw the original media into it and boom you have your project again yeah. we already did that once because We're gonna final cut <laughs> corrupted an entire project before yeah and um we could probably yeah. have a whole episode on some of the funky stuff that Final Cut's been doing lately, but we're not oh, going to yeah. do that to you guys. Instead, we're going to talk about something fun. Mm-hmm. Dude, let's talk. I want to still talk about the BTS because that's coming out and it's been a big deal. Okay, uh, we're going to talk sure. about the BTS. Sorry, the, uh, the the podcast. So Cole goes out of town for whatever reason. I don't remember family, why. Family, I guess. Family. We're not family to him. Yeah. Uh, I went to Thanksgiving to, to see my kids. Yeah, in you went to Thanksgiving to see your kids, and uh, yeah. David and I were left to finish up the podcast room. And I mean, obviously, it's it's done because we worked on it really hard. And it's far you're from record, we're recording in it now. Well, yeah, it, the, we from, talked about the premise it. of the video. Uh, it exists. Yes, <laughs> we we made Sorry. it. We, you and I have been having the conversation for the last like two weeks, just staring at this room and thinking about ways that we could improve it and how to do so and how to do it on yeah. the cheap. Not on the cheap, sorry, but cost-effective. We are yeah. definitely not cheap people, but cost-effective. Um, so it's just like on the tip of my mind, but yes. Yeah. Anyways, they worked very hard. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fired, so the, yeah, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the video, uh, We I, you talk about like laying out the 10% <laughs> of the video that's like, we have to come up with a story, so sometimes we will uh, fabricate some things. And we after we had uh, that was fun. We had um, David's uh, brother and sister on the the podcast, and that'll come out eventually. But after at one point, she says, um, uh, 
it was really good behind the scenes video because uh, they got to proof it and they're like, but uh, your guys' acting is kind of subpar. <laughs> and I was hurt. I was very hurt really? by what she said that because to me, most of like, I don't, oh, it's not very, acting. very little of it is acting. Like a lot of it is just us being goofy and maybe that's what she thought was the acting. But I mean, I guess maybe the phone call and stuff like that occasionally, but like a lot of... Vitalian does not count as acting, but the BTSs no. for what they're worth, it's very little fabrication. Like, I think we we did the phone call in the stakes, but everything else about it was very genuine. Mm-hmm. But the phone call was still one of those things where it's we, it's not like we all sat down and said, "Okay, we're gonna have this phone call." I get a text message. First, I got a call out of nowhere, and I'm mini golfing, so I'm like, I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> and then I get a text, and it's like, you need to call me and be mad at David about the podcast and say you're gonna fire him if it doesn't get done. And I was like, what? And then yeah. I just made a phone call, and we didn't even have a discussion. Like yeah. we got on the phone, and you were just like in it. And I was yeah. like, okay. So, yeah. I mean, the only nice thing about that is, I mean, you're seeing the first cut, the first take of us just doing something so it's just natural yeah naturalish and, and like if something's like really off like it's just the completely wrong tone i'll be like hey can you just sound more angry but again it's so few parts of the videos and yeah. it's it's only to push the story further yeah. but the story already existed yeah that makes it fun though it was yeah it's yeah. just something that we have capability of doing and it made yeah it's my favorite part. Yeah. Aside from that, everything <laughs> in the video that was happening actually had to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, we really needed to put the room yeah. together and all the things were done in a specific way for our purposes mm-hmm. of using the room and doing what we're doing yeah. now. And we so, wanted I mean, it done that Monday because I think we shot a podcast that Monday or something like that. We needed it done for that week oh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, me doing something on Sunday wasn't unwar- unwarranted because no, nobody else was in town. Tristan was out doing something. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was just, yeah, I was the person who had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the best part is like, I feel like everybody's life is, is it, it feels like a story where you want to work on a project or you want to accomplish something. You set a goal, right? Yeah. And then it's so simple. It's point A, point B, start it, you finish it and nothing bad ever happens ever. It's like, no, (laughs) the only difference is we have a camera running whenever we're doing some of this stuff and we capture like, yeah shipping you know everyone has two-day shipping but for what because it was holiday weekend it's like it'll be here after monday and it's like well we already set the stakes if it had to be done monday yep so like it just it's these small little parts of life that you get to capture and like they just add to to the stakes of whatever it is you set and yeah you know if like it's supposed to rain next week and we have to finish building a porch like that's obviously not a video we would do but that's something relatable somebody might have like a house project mm-hmm. it's like if it if we don't get done before it rains something bad happens and it's very frustrating when you're in the moment of working on it but later yeah. on all these little quirks and stuff you kind of look back and you laugh and <laughs> yeah. the difference is we have a video footage that we edit together to to kind of embrace and uh, enjoy all these moments where at the time everybody's heated or angry or something or open yeah. that door it's like no sorry i'm just the documentary in this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i thought it went well it was uh it's a good project like i said if you haven't seen it go watch it it's it's pretty funny um yeah. I, I like the i like the the way we're going with things so mm. i i enjoyed it even though i missed out 
Yeah. Well, you, so like, we talk about like each episode too. Everybody has like their arcs and stuff. So that was uh, that was the David episode. My episode. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was. David centric. <laughs> yes. Learned a lot about David. <laughs> We're just learning all about me can, today. Yeah. He can teleport. Yeah. That's what happens when he gets left alone. <laughs> With a camera. Yeah, with a camera. Well, it goes Watch back to me everybody. thinking I'm not creative. And I was like, I'm just going to be goofy. And That's super I'm funny. I'm going to try to entertain myself. I like that. I better be entertaining for other people, else I'm at a loss. <laughs> we'll find out. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get some yeah. comments from Bugle Boy. Yeah. Yeah, Bugle Boy. <laughs> yeah, Bugle Boy. <laughs> Our number one fan. Yep. Let's see what, mm-hmm. what, what, what else we got can on we, here. Can we talk about your Ronin? We can talk about it if you want. I, yeah, I think we should talk about it. Uh, take them back. So it's like what, late twenty twenty or or like first half of twenty one? I think um, we did a podcast episode. And we've talked about this before. We did a podcast episode where is, we talked about a prototype DJI camera making the perfect camera, right? Because yeah. we have been on the crusade trying to find what would be the perfect camera yeah. for us. And it needs, you know, had all of these parameters. Yeah. And Tristan laid his out. I talked about mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe David threw in some as well. We talked about all the things that would be nice to have in a system. Yeah. And this was, like I said, I mean, it's been probably a year. Um, and it was just a dream. And it was something we saw and it looked futuristic um you know just like a leaked image of something it looks so futuristic and and odd and we just couldn't quite figure out what was happening with it and we had just hoped that at some point they would release it well uh at the end of last year we uh i got the little dji invite thing and they said they were going to have three events in a row and the first event just had like a like a red ring kind of light play button type thing and then everybody said that's where their cinema camera is going to come out and so we uh we all came in the office we watched the keynote and uh all kind of freaked out and i think uh, i think triflix is going to try to invest in one but uh yeah i'm looking for my notes on it man you're uh, falling off the screen tristan i am am i am i pretty low Quit slouching sun's getting boy yeah. Uh, season two. But yeah, so this uh, this camera is is absolutely insane. It's called the Ronin 4D. DJI mm-hmm. makes it, and it kind of checks a lot of boxes for us because, I mean, one of the largest factors for us is how do we how do we get all the capabilities we need in a smaller form factor that is cost effective, um, that also has some interoperability with other you know, devices in the office or, right. or on set. Cause it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those things that's a little scary if you don't, because especially we're not like this high budget film set type of company at this moment in time. So we have to think about what can work in our favor and what helps us to be able to make the next product uh, yeah. better. Um, and we believe that this is one of the things that might be able to do that. So um, yeah, we're kind of taking it into consideration, but from what you can remember. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to do it to hold dedicated on this. But um, regardless, the uh, the camera itself, like we're looking for a camera that like fits our budget and everything. And as we were like breaking it down, it's like if this camera can do everything that it claims, it's worth its weight in gold because it is doing the, the functionality of several different tools that you would have on set it's like doing a camera and a gimbal that would stabilize it and it's doing built-in nds so you wouldn't need nd filters 
It's uh, it's got uh, uh, remote control, so like if somebody's away, they can have a remote viewfinder. They can control the settings. So it, it had so much potential, and then it comes out and it does all those things. And then it's like, well, does it have autofocus? And it actually did have autofocus. And uh, can you control the aperture from uh, from the handles and stuff? It's like you can't. And not only can you control it from there, you can control it remotely. So this camera started being able to do everything that we hoped for. <laughs> and now the only problem is it's unavailable yes. until February. And then even then, it's probably going to be sold out for a while, just like Blackmagic pocket camera when that came out. That oh, was yeah. unavailable for like six months. So, and that's the only issue with having, I mean, number one, we are seeing all industries still have supply chain issues, mm -hmm. um, especially with cameras, because if you didn't know, video is getting more and more popular every year and it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so being able to make good video matters. And this has put that cinema camera level of technology in a wider group's hands and so anytime you're gonna have supply chain issues plus you're now widening your demographic your audience mm -hmm. we're gonna have some issues getting our hands on it uh we're we're in a queue right uh pre-ordered is, is that how it works we are pre-ordered but we haven't paid so they have like they have like a hard pre-order and like a soft pre-order oh, okay. so we're in queue but we're not at the front of the list i gotcha so well, so we, for the camera specifically, what problems does it solve for us? Or what uh, issues do we have with our current cameras? All this of them. Dim. What is all, all of, of them? the problems have been solved. Uh, it's the holy grail. What's, what's the top three problems Eternal youth. that you're looking forward to not having to deal with anymore? Um, okay. Uh, balancing a gimbal is one. It is Gimbals make for really good shots. Um, it, it stabilizes everything so that your shots look smooth however balancing them as simple as it is compared to five years ago it's still too much work because like as a creative person it's like if you're an artist like i just want to pick up a paper and a pencil and start drawing it's like well as a videographer i just want to pick up a camera and start shooting right like it mm. to me i want it to be that simple because when i want to tell a story it's like what can get me from point a to point b the quickest with the least amount of like interruptions so not having to balance or like adjust little uh, movements of the camera, like you you put it on top of the gimbal and you slide it left, right, up, down, forward, whatever. Mm -hmm. And all those little moments of time really make a difference. Um, every time you swap out lenses, every time you have to change a battery, every time you move the, oh, yeah. the zoom on the lens or anytime you adjust, like um, you wanna plug in an HDMI or a microphone, all of those add two to five minutes and on a, an eight hour day you could be adding easily i mean all the lens changes all the all the battery changes that's at least uh probably 45 to an hour and a half of time oh, that yeah. like i could have been doing literally anything else i could have been relaxing you know so i could yeah, focus right. <laughs> before i do the next thing well, that's so, part of why we show up so early because i mean when we have to set up the full rig it, it takes time yeah and this one you pull out of a box and you still have to balance one axis for the lens. Yep. But it's just forward and backwards by the way to the lens. And honestly, if you buy their kit lenses, they're all the exact same size. We probably won't buy them. But if you chose to, if we had the budget and the desire to, we could simplify even more where every time you swap the lens, it's they're always identical, so you never have to. So it just simplifies, it takes out a lot of steps. Well, um, and that's 
with the gimbal also being integrated it's one less box one less thing to assemble yeah it's built into the front of the camera it's there it's done there's mm -hmm. no other thinking about it and it's it's a cost effective way to look at it as well that yeah. it's it's something that's built into the cost of the camera one less thing to worry about yeah because that takes it that takes a hot minute <laughs> yeah definitely um so the first one would be what the gimbal it helps uh, the, the setup yeah, yeah. so How about the, the balance second one uh second one um i mean so ease of use i guess technically would, would be the first um you know, I think mm -hmm. the second thing that it helps us with is the uh, the wider range of shooting capabilities. Um, and that's whether it's codec or sensor mm. size or um, the resolution. Because um, it shoots at, what, 6K? Mm -hmm. Well, you, there's a higher version, but the one right. we would get is 6K. Yeah, we're not getting... We're What's not, the other yeah. one? Eight, eight, is it 12? 8K for $12,000. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> we were like, and we're out. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool, but no, that's not in the budget. Um, yeah, I think that that portion of it, you know, it, it all plays into, um, you know, color depth, uh, yeah. your bit rates, the um, dynamic range, yeah. you know, all the things that help us to sustain a better image and also take away time on the back end of editing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the more image adjustability you have, a more more playroom, wiggle room you have on an image, the, the, sometimes, you know, the, the quicker we can get something put out, you know, the lighting, the colors, all the things can look like they're supposed to um, yeah. in maybe a quicker fashion. So I believe that's one of the things, that's why we've wanted a cinema camera. Yeah. Um, and it's video dedicated. So that's yeah. that helps. It's not trying to do 80 things at once. It's a video camera. <laughs> yeah it's not for stills yeah it's not for stills which is good it's we've we've tried to balance the two because our cameras are currently work in both realms mm -hmm. and the thing is is no matter what you do i think we all know that when a product is trying to be multiple things at once it can't do all of them yeah. good per perfectly <laughs> yeah right? perfectly like, and this is a camera that is closer to perfect than any other video camera for a small team has gotten. Yeah. I mean, if you sure. have a full team, maybe maybe the RE, like the $100,000 cameras with $100,000 lenses, because you got eight people in the crew that everybody, they're larger so everybody can touch the tool they need to. Yep. But for a small team, this is the closest we've seen to, I'm a one-man crew and I can shoot the entire thing myself. I can lob them and I can have the audio go straight into camera, which I don't know if that's my... My third one, but I think that one is audio. Audio's a really big deal for us. Yeah. And syncing audio. I could see that being the third one. I mean, that's something we've talked about for a very long time. Uh, we're still debugging audio in general with our current setup. Um, just day in and day out, it's just always trying to figure out how can we get the highest end audio and yeah. And how does how do we also help the post production side of it? Because again, we're usually strapped for time and we have a small amount of hands on each project and it just helps us to be able to get a project done in a quicker and, and much more efficient. Yeah. Meeting, and that's, time meeting. you know, for client projects, it's like, how can we achieve the same or better results in a faster amount of time? Yeah. And you know, we, we want to move on yeah. and have time to work on all the, all the fun stuff. Well, it helps so. us with, I think it yeah. shows, it also helps to, Ratchet, ratchet us up in the professionalism category. Uh, they were in and out in half hour instead of, you know, maybe our previous setup would have taken three. Yeah. Well, and not just that, but 
you know, uh, it's just a, a human effect. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. when you show up with something that looks like this thing does. Oh yeah. People tend to take <laughs> you a little bit more seriously. <laughs> yeah. Cause there is the, there, there tends to be now a little bit more often than not a negative connotation to, you know, the group of young people showing up with their DSLRs and they're yeah. vlogging and making, yeah. you know, videos for people. And it's like, we're a, you know, on the other side of all that we do, like we're serious with our clients and we want to help make good videos. So, you know, I mean, if, if we're not making money, mm-hmm. we can't do all the other things we want to do. Yeah. So it's an integral part to the yeah. business. Managing expectations just on that side is, yeah. is a real thing. And like a lot of professions struggle with that. We're like, this something may be better, but it doesn't look as good when you're using it or whatever. Right. And it sounds it like causes, evil data. Yeah. A little bit, it, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it really does go hand in hand. Nice way to pull it full, full circle. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's true, though. We know that these cameras that we're shooting on currently, I mean, the Nikons, they have they have been worth their weight in gold over the period of time that we have been using them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, you know, eventually you grow out of hardware and things and you're trying to make things better. But, you know, we know what their capability is and the capability is, is very high. And some people just, I mean, I, I understand that it's one of those things like, I don't, I don't think electric cars are worth it, no. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they, we know we use them on a day-to-day basis. So yeah. it's, but it's still hard to walk in and pull two little DSLRs out of, out of a bin and, and, and again, get taken seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's a, it's worth, it's worth it. And we know that, the money that we will spend on the camera, we know the period of time that it would take us and the, the amount of jobs to be able to have that camera pay for itself and then start to be able to make money, mm-hmm. which is your return on investment. Um, and we know that we can recoup that and start to to build upon that faster than with a lot of other systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the new mm-hmm. Red came out and and yes, it's it's cheaper than the predecessors, but it's still thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's just body that's no lenses no media no screen you know no cord no no audio yeah. module none of the things and all of their stuff is i mean it's like you buy a, mm-hmm. a 512 ssd that plugs in the side of this thing and they're like 800 dollars. yeah or you could just <laughs> grab one of your own and plug it in like it, they've made it very simple to use well like, yes you can use your own lenses you don't have to use their proprietary dl mounts like yes it's, they're very kind to their user base and they know who their targeted demographic is it's you're talking about the dji correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they've they've done a very nice job of trying to help out the the that level of creator yeah. um which is cool and i mean we're we're looking very much forward to learning the camera system i mean it's we're a bunch of techies i mean we love this stuff yeah. and the fact that we would have the ability to make uh, make you know films and creative works with this camera as well on our own time it's it's exciting mm-hmm. i yeah. mean it's very exciting yeah um i think uh, i want to run through like some what, final thoughts well like yeah like yeah. what what are all of the things like if we wanted to go to a shoot what all do i have to bring versus this yeah. one camera right oh, okay yeah so yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah. you're talking about like you show up with a dslr or a mirrorless camera like like what you would see at like a little wedding somebody's holding it's like a small little camera um you want to be taken seriously and you can get really good results with that camera, but it requires you to have a ton of attachments and cables and plugs and all this extra stuff that goes into it as opposed to this one camera that you would show up. And if you're in our case, we would use one lens for it uh, that zoom so we could get all the range that we need. So one camera with one lens and you can do all the same things, right? So 
if we wanted to go to a shoot and do a good job, we would have to bring, we would have to bring the Ronin, uh, which is our, our stabilizer, our gimbal. And if we wanted to have a Z axis, we would have to buy a backpack piece that would stabilize it vertically. So that's two things. And then you oh, have, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause, Cause it has it's only three axis. Yeah. So it yep. has the vertical with it too, right? You'd have to get, uh, a lens, I mean, lens for lens, you'd have to get your um, uh, variable ND filters uh, because this has them all built in. You would have to have somebody, uh, you'd have to have a follow focus on your camera. This one has it built in. You would have, to, I mean, the, our camera doesn't even have LiDAR, which is what helps the autofocus work in the dark. So our autofocus is really bad in the dark. It's well, already an improvement <laughs> vertically there. Well, it's bad in general though. It's we, pretty bad. We've had mm -hmm. a lot of issues with our autofocus and that's that's a Nikon problem. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's, it's done fine. But again, it's one of those things that would make a huge difference in our final product. Yeah. So yes, so. Yeah, so lenses. just one more thing, and then um, we would we it has a, a monitor with it, so we record with an external monitor um, that allows us to do all the wide color gamuts and profiles and mm -hmm. like all the things that make it real pretty. And this camera does it built in, so that's uh, the arm that attaches that, the cables <laughs> that attaches, just all these little knickknacks, the extra batteries that power that as well as the battery that powers the camera, um, the any gimbal. microphones that plug on top of it. So by the end of it, you have three or four boxes and everything is like has like their own place. So you have to open up all these boxes, you lugged in and you start combining all these things and you shoot after, you know, it takes you maybe two, three trips to carry everything in. You start sh building it. And in that time you could have carried in an audio bag and a camera box and you open up the care box, you, you mic the person, and then you, uh, you would uh, connect the microphones into the, the camera itself so it's wireless. You'd put up your lights. And I mean, assuming that their environments, you know, doesn't need a whole lot of work of you moving stuff around, like you're ready to shoot in maybe 10 minutes as opposed to, well, maybe 15 minutes as opposed to 45 to an hour. Yeah, and which is like, huge. Plus the cost difference, like all the stuff that we've bought going into it. Oh, that's true. Um, f to get started with this camera and like an audio system, you could do it for under 10 grand, easy, easily under 10 grand. Yep. And mm. for you, and that would have like long, uh, long zoom lenses. So something like for a, maybe a wedding where I'd be further back or maybe a commercial where we're tighter. So you could have all these ranges as well. And to get that equivalent of where we are now with all the stuff that we've bought, it's probably about the same price, to be honest. Maybe, sure. maybe like twenty percent so. more, but just the convenience of it all, being in one box. Well, yeah, and I mean, so you take that twenty percent more that it might be, and then you factor in the time that it saves you and what that time is costing you mm -hmm. on set, mm -hmm. and you're probably still ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I know it probably sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but the the main thing is like it's just a cool camera that simplifies what we do, so we have more time to spend on literally anything else yes. whether that's fun stuff or administrative boring technical stuff <laughs> or fixing projects because our software's bunk yep, <laughs> bunk. yep. <laughs> so yeah it's fun it's it's a it's a key part of the evolution of the company so it's yep. uh you know it, it also enables us to do some projects that we probably wouldn't have been able to do before so Hopefully that also means a little bit more cash and money in the bank. Cash money. money. So we can pay oh, these right. employees. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Lame. Love. 
beating any other, any other cool projects coming up? <laughs> any other cool projects? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, uh, it's just the beginning of the year, so CES is going on, Consumer Electronics Show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that are still yet to probably come or get announced uh, for this coming year. Um, which, by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy just New made year. me think of it. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. New year. Happy New Year. Yes. So, so yeah, no. I I, th- I think that's good for today. I think yeah. we've we've made our point and uh we uh, we appreciate everyone who's listening. If you haven't told a friend or a family a member, tell them. Tell. If you think it's interesting, they might find something interesting. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to uh to bend their ear a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. we're we're very uh focused this year uh we've been working really hard on everything to push the content so yep youtube channels uh triflix films triflix team and triflix cast um, why do you have three channels that's dumb what are why, why would you have three channels <laughs> yeah we we find it much easier to be able to segment the type of media that we're putting out there ah that makes so much more sense so, it's much more concise everyone so yeah go to youtube check everything out triflix cast triflix cast uh instagram we got triflix llc on our regular instagram go check everything out there go to facebook triflix.com if you want to hire us we'd love to work with you um if you just want to come on the podcast and talk to us and be a guest hey we're here for that too so check us out check us out Woo. and don't forget have a good day I'm like the uh. <laughs> <laughs>